Hello and welcome to episode 52 of the Fred Good Home podcast that you are listening to. My name is Michael Hing and the the fish you are listening to in your other ear is uh, co-host of the show, Ben Jenkins. Hello, how are I you? I am fast running out of noises to make over your introduction. <laughs> I think I really peaked with gargling and I was surprised we made it to like 50... Two episodes before I gargled or whatever it was, 49 maybe. Mm. And that was just that horrible noise you can make by going. So what is, the, what, what do you think that, like if you were a Foley artist, uh-huh. what like visual element would you pair with that noise? This noise? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would, a very overweight man at a restaurant waiting for his food. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have to be overweight. He could just be very hungry. Very hungry man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's or woman, do. it's 2015, That's women true. can be hungry as well. That's right? true, finally. <laughs> hey, I've got some pretty great news, Ben. Don't tell me, I already know it. Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, let's, let's put some emails up. then. Um, no, uh, on the 16th of July, you and I and some of our favourite guests will be doing a live version of this podcast at the Giant Dwarf Theatre. Yeah. Um, so, people, if you're listening to this, you should buy tickets to that. You should, it's, they're, they're on sale, aren't they? I assume so. Yep. Uh, the producer of that theatre has emailed yeah. me and you replied to that email. And yep. so I think it's on sale. I think it's we're going. We're going. It's it's always yeah. a really fun night. Yep. We've done like three or four live shows. This will be our second one at the Giant Dwarf. Um, we get uh, a bit of audience participation. Everybody gets snacks. We get a bunch of people turning up who have never listened to the podcast before, which is baffling. It is a strange thing to have happen. <laughs> uh, so if you'd like to come along to that, that's great. That'd be great. Sixteenth of July. Yeah. Uh, at the Giant Dwarf Theatre in Sydney. All right, moving on. Yeah. Benjamin, we have a guest this week. We do! Uh, she is a longtime friend of mine and uh, I guess acquaintance of yours. Okay, well, let's not rank people here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's a comedian and she's one of the uh, kind of, I guess, four or five people who run the monthly Wolf Comedy Night in Sydney, a very good comedy night I've uh, been to uh, and performed at. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast, Bish Marzuk. How's it going? Good. Did I fuck up your last name? <laughs> nope. Because no, we, we had a chat beforehand and I said, I don't want to fuck this up. And then Ben said, you're going to fuck it up. Yeah. And then as soon as I said it, oh boy, did I doubt myself. <laughs> you put a bit of flair on it, I got to say. Yeah, there was, there was a little bit of flair on that. <laughs> that's all that's required. Any, any way you can flare it up is yeah. fine. It's, um, I'm it's very great, sorry. It's great to have you. And it's especially great to have you because... You brought snacks. <laughs> I did. But I think you were under the impression that guests were required to bring snacks, were you? Uh, no, I just knew snacks were involved somehow. And, <laughs> and so you... I wanted to contribute. <laughs> is that? No, that's... Have I created a... No, this is fantastic. Can you can you talk us through? Because it's, it's, <laughs> it's rare that there's a snack on the show. I mean, I, I don't want to boast, Bish, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty across snacks. <laughs> if, you were on, if you were on Millionaire... And you got a snack-based question. Mm-hmm. You could do worse than call me, is what I'm, is what I'm saying. Um, but uh, this is a snack I've never seen before. Can you talk us through it? Um, I didn't think I had to show and tell. You it. do? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's... Um, okay, sure. It's called... So, look, something's got to fill the hour, bitch. <laughs> Whether it's just reading off the back of a packet. <laughs> um, well, it's called Quadratini, dark mm-hmm. chocolate variety, because I only eat dark chocolate. Okay. It's the only chocolate that's worth its weight in chocolate. chocolate. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I think it's German or something. It's basically like little wafer cubes. Uh-huh. Have you eaten this snack before? Uh, as a child, I think. And I, I was in Woolies yesterday and I walked past it and mm-hmm. I don't know, something triggered in my memory and I had to. I'm going to open uh, this. Yes, please. Unless that wasn't. The go. <laughs> she, just, she just brought them to look at. This is a visual okay. snack. I think you'll find. Okay. Um, what you're about to hear is a lot of crunching. Oh, this is a very good snack. It's a very good snack. Mm, I'd say it's, it's wafer based. Mm-hmm. 
But sometimes you can get wafers that are very cardboardy and crunchy. Mm. I mean, sorry, not crunchy. Right. Got a lot of crunch to this, which is doubly good for me because it makes a lot of noise. Which I'm enjoying. And you're right, the dark chocolate is delightful. Um, Bish, can I ask, which aisle of the supermarket did you find this uh, snack in? Was it in like the, the, the like quasi-foreign aisle or was it in no. the like uh, confectionery aisle? No, it was actually just in the biscuit aisle next oh, to biscuit. Oh, I see. Really? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, if I might be so bold as to ask, because it has dark chocolate in it, does that mean a vegan could eat those snacks? <laughs> oh, oh, great damn. question. Um, maybe. Well, if you can't <laughs> hang- I, I'll have a, I'll have a read. Uh, are you still vegan? I'm trying. <laughs> still trying. I love her little faith. No, 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 no. Well, because I used to be vegan as well, and then that. that what, and you gave up? Last. Yeah. Yeah. Because oh, the... no, it's got milk in it. Uh, but don't despair, Hing, because I have brought some snacks for snack, for snack report. The first you can't have, which is. <laughs> I brought some snacks that you also can't eat. Yeah. Which is super premium Australian licorice. Oh, you could eat that. Ah, but what's it wrapped in? It's wrapped in chocolate. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that so, seems needl- needlessly aggressive. I'll tell you what I'm happy to do. I'm happy to suck the chocolate off this and then <laughs> hand you the rest and of it. Like a baby the, Like spit the And then spit licorice. the licorice into your mouth. <laughs> Are you going to chew the licorice before you spit it into my mouth? Or? No. I didn't think licorice could get any worse. But. Good. Okay. Off to a great start with this. Two guests can't eat this. One out of disgust, one out of diet. Okay. Moving on. Um this is just a classic because if you're going to go something that is can be devi- as divisive as licorice, I'm not an idiot. I know that licorice isn't for everybody. I've gone and gotten some trolley bright crawlers, which is a classic sour snack. Um, classic sour snack. Yeah, and I think this is a worldwide classic snack. I don't think we need to explain anything for. Well, this continues the theme of German snacks, I believe, because I think trolley is a is a is a Bavarian company. Yeah, well, no, it's a it's a German wholly owned enterprise. Ooh. Yeah, it is manufactured in China though. So there oh. you go. <laughs> um, Bish, what do you? Oh, I'm a fan. Great. Yeah. Okay. So that's we can eat them. Yeah, it's fine. Have a great party. Have a great <laughs> uh, bright crawler party, you guys. It's the gelatin that would be the issue in here. And then for Hing, I have Woolworth's home brand, mints. <laughs> <laughs> and they are some they are crown mints. I'm saying that and to, to put this um, for listeners, like they are the kind of mints that you would find in a jar at your great aunt's place. <laughs> not your great not your grandmother's. No, 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 your great aunt. Um, your grandmother loves you and will give you the, the snacks that Yeah, <laughs> it's like the kind of like you know when you're a kid and you're like I, I can't conceive of not eating candy until I'm told to stop. Mm. It's like it's like how many how many lollies do you want? Well well how many have you got? Like this is a stupid question. <laughs> but these mints, if they were left unattended, you'd have like one or two and be like, eh, okay. <laughs> That's it. So that, there's something for you. Well, thank you very much, Ben. Enjoy that. I'm going to open them now. Um, uh, and Ben, I believe we've got uh, some form of unfinished business as well this week. We've got a bit, yeah. Um, do you want me to go first? Yes. I've been chatting uh, uh, during the course of the week with um, someone who I work with. Um, who Name names. Um, her name is Harriet. Great. Um, Hi, Harriet. And she's one of our runners at work. And um, I was just, we were just uh, on a shoot and I was talking about yaoi's because it was on my mind um, from last week's podcast. Bish, last week we spoke a lot about the Australian um, chocolate yaoi's. Do you remember yaoi's? I did not go up here, so I have no idea. Fair, fair. They didn't have, um, where, where did you grow What's up? You grew up in Bahrain, yeah? Mm-hmm. They did not have the Australian <laughs> <laughs> chocolate snack, no, the yaoi uh, in Bahrain? No. Nope. Didn't I'm penetrate sorry. to Bahrain. <laughs> the Interesting. Interesting. Bahrain we did market. have Blinky Bill, though. So. What? what? Yeah. In uh, what was this? (laughs) (laughs) Was that broadcast on some sort of Australian network? No, no, just local TV. And was it uh, dubbed into uh, a language other than English? No, 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 just no. Wow, 
What? Is that accents is, is, it, is it like is Blinky Bill like the David Hasselhoff of Bahrain? <laughs> In that it's like it's not hugely popular where it's from. I'll correct you, mate. It's hugely popular where it's from. Blinky Bill. It's hugely popular. Yeah, but what if it's like still around in Bahrain? Is what I'm saying. Oh, I see. Uh, so, Bish, I'm sorry that this is what the podcast is about now. Uh, <laughs> but so, when you came to Australia and you knew about Blinky Bill, were you disappointed mm-hmm. or were you ex- like uh, like like uh, to what extent did Australia not match up to your expectations? Given do you, <laughs> hang on. Do you think? And I just need to. I, I don't. I don't mean to step in here. But are you asking Bish if? Prior to coming to Australia, mm-hmm. she assumed there were mischievous talking animals. Is that uh, the question that we're asking, I guess? <laughs> I guess, uh, well, I guess if that was, it's, it's like if that was the only thing you knew about Australia, you would probably think that Blinky Bill uh, exists uh, or t- takes up a lot more cultural landscape in Australia than it does. But he's, he's, he's emblematic of our larrikin um, attitudes. That was not the only thing I knew about Australia. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing. <laughs> Like, right, okay. like, do you imagine Bahrain's <laughs> only kind of, like, the only piece of media they consume is Blinky Bill? Well, like, well, they don't have fucking news? Yeah, we also had Ocean Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's just Blinky Bill and Ocean Girl. <laughs> and then round the twist. Um, I feel like in the way that I thought Blinky Bill was your only view of Australia, maybe my only view of Bahrain is the children's television shows you watch as a child. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Yowie's Bish mm. were like an Australiana kinder surprise. Uh, okay. So it was like really Aussie themed. Yowie's are an indigenous uh, mythical creature. It depends who you ask, actually. Um, I've been looking up Yowie hunters a lot lately because a friend of mine went to a, a friend of the podcast, actually, uh, Simon Griner, went to a paranormal um, conference uh, as a kind of reporter uh, in uh, the Blue Mountains and, mm. and met some Yowie hunters. And they're a fascinating people. What are they meant to be? They're like our Bigfoot hunters. Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, one of them yeah. started his um his speech, his talk on the Yowie, or it was the Yowie or the Bunyip, I can't remember, with a cast on his hand, and he was like, "Apologies for the for the hand. Uh, got this shaking hands with the Bunyip. <laughs> <laughs> QED. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so anyway, Yowies were a chocolate that were basically a ripoff of Kinder Surprises in that um. They were a hollowed chocolate and then inside was a capsule and inside that capsule was a figurine. Mm-hmm. And they were all kind of Australiana crap. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was talking to our, one of our production it's Harriet, and she was saying um, she's been looking up Yowies. And I never got to the bottom of why, but she had, and her research checks out, in that they've now expanded to the US and they've done away with nearly all of the Australian stuff. And I've got a list here that I can read. A list of what? A list of the new Yowie range. Would you like to hear it? Okay. African grass owl, alpaca, American bison, brown bear, common clownfish, <laughs> emperor penguin, European rabbit, fennec fox. Oh, is that named after Jack Fennec, maybe? Maybe that is Australian. <laughs> um, the Galapagos tortoise, the giant anteater, the giant panda, the grey wolf. So they've done away with all of the... I mean, there is like down the bottom, the platypus, the red kangaroo and the southern hairy-nosed wombat, but that makes up for a very small percentage. So, But they're still called yowies. Still called yowies. Right. And they're available in America, but get this, not in Australia. So this is a limited edition American-owned version of an Australian snack that's been reinvented. Yeah, this is Vegemite all over again. <laughs> but isn't the point of the Yowie that they're meant to be mythical? So is it oh, inadvertently going to... So, no, the... the so, sorry, to, 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 <laughs> to illustrate the mythical slash, uh, like, real-world animal science uh, distribution of Yowies, the chocolate figurine is mythical in nature, 
and then the inner capsule, I believe, is is, is, is real. Is, is a real oh, toy. Is okay, a real animal sure, toy. Sure, it's sure. a. It's a made up. I think. I think things. you eat yes. the made up thing. <laughs> yeah. Ah, okay. <laughs> but I, I, inside is a real thing. Inside's real, and you can't eat it because it's real. So I think that's the mis- <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I think that's when the Ben message. says it's a real thing, he means it's like it's a live. Oh, maybe it's kind of like a <laughs> yeah. like a metaphor. Inside all mythical things is a nugget. Is, is a nugget of truth. Oh, that is beautiful. Oh, that is really great. And Hing, did you have unfinished business? I have a bit of unfinished business, which is basically just more Dracula's chat. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Now, Bish, you may or may not know this, but uh, a thing we're obsessed with is the Dracula's Cabaret Restaurant, which is a theatre. Uh, and dinner experience on yep. in both Melbourne and on the Gold Coast. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did a quick Dracula search on Gumtree today and found someone selling uh, three tickets to the uh, three adult tickets to the fabulous Dracula show on the Gold Coast mm-hmm. uh, for I think something like two hundred and ten dollars. Yeah. Uh, and the show is awesome. I was given the tickets as a gift, but I've already been, so I'm selling them at a great price. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Which makes me think, like, no, not a lot of return customers to the Dracula's franchise. Yeah, you can't, you won't see it again and again. <laughs> um, but. Here is what is absolutely fascinating and some new clues as to what Dracula's mm-hmm, is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It reads as such. <laughs> the price includes dinners and the show. That is a three-course dinner, mm-hmm. show, and a ghost train ride. What? So Dracula's <laughs> is not just a theatre cabaret restaurant. It's also a ghost train. <laughs> That's maybe, maybe it's not in the venue. Because that's a bit expensive. Maybe they just follow a you ghost home. Ghost follows on the... you on the train. Yeah. And by ghost, I mean like actor who hates you and themselves, dressed as Frankenstein's monster, sitting next to you on the train, being like boogity boogity boo. Yeah, you have to take the train, no trans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, this is amazing to me. Like the idea of a, a ghost train. Also, the idea that somebody like had been to Dracula's before and clearly raved about it because they loved it, unless they're just trying to offload the tickets. Mm. And they loved it so much that someone was like, "Let's get Mike another ticket to Dracula's." <laughs> Like, he seemed to really enjoy that. What do you get the man who has everything for Christmas? <laughs> the same thing you got him last year. A ticket to Dracula's. I have some Dracula's unfinished business too. Oh. Do you, oh, sorry. No, no, no. Yeah. Well, do you remember last week on the podcast? Um, we've never bought anything on this podcast. Like, it's been weird. We've done it for like, yeah, 50 episodes now. And we look at ads all day and we've never bought anything. Not all day. Like, we do <laughs> other things. This takes an hour. Don't worry. Um, but there was a Dracula's themed shot glass that we were talking about last week. And I guess Lee Namo. Um, said, you know, I actually collect shot glasses and I, this is like, I would love this thing. And mm. I was like, Lee, I'm buying you that shot glass. <laughs> so on air, I sent an email to the lady um, and she was like, pick up only. And I was like, okay, <laughs> but like, can, cause she's in kind of rural Victoria. Mm. And I was like, can we organize postage? Mm. And she was like, I'll go back to you. And we were really, really friendly back and forth. And then she's like, postage and packing is going to be like $15 plus the PayPal thing. So it's going to come to about $15.60. Um, and this was like for a $2 shot glass. And mm. I was like, Lady, I feel really bad about... I didn't call her lady. I was like... I was like... <laughs> listen, dollface. <laughs> I was like... I was like, that's so great. Thank you. Look, I feel bad about making you go to the post office. Why don't we just make it an even 20? And and then you can ship it to my friend and that'll be that. And then she just dropped off the radar. I think I offended her. What, why I, did you... I wanted to give her $4.40. She doesn't want your charity. Yeah. Maybe that's what it was. Do you think that she, was what it she's was? She's running a legitimate mm. business, Ben. She doesn't want your charity. She's not. She's 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 getting paid two dollars to go to and package it up and get it. Like that's I, her job, though. There's d- some dignity in that. Don't take that away from her. <laughs> Fish, I don't think this is her job. I think she probably has another job. And I put it to you: this is not a quiet dignity <laughs> in packaging up a Dracula's themed <laughs> shot glass. <laughs> All 
All right, this is a podcast where we go through the week's <laughs> classifieds and find the best things to talk about. I think we should kick it off uh, with this one. Uh, this has been sent in by a uh, listener, in fact. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and it is by Claire Darovan. Nope. No? Nope. I've already ruined that. Okay, Bish. One of the things that you may have picked up from um, when we introduced you is a running theme on this podcast is despite <laughs> our best, best efforts, mispronouncing people's last names. And Claire... Mm-hmm. Um, who sent in a lot of stuff for us? A great, a great listener. Got, got, got excellent, excellent sending in quest, um, classifieds game. Um, sent us an email being like, "Hi guys, here's another classified. Just so you know, um, my last name is pronounced like this. You actually tried twice and got it wrong both oh, times. No. And totally friendly, totally nice. And we were like, okay, we will put that to rights now because you sent in another one, and then you fucked it up, Ping. What, what did I say? You said like like Smith or something. <laughs> Third and time was not the charm. Nope. And how, should I have said it, Ben? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm cursed. <laughs> well, thank you, Claire. Thank you, Claire, for sending this in. <laughs> this has been taken from the Honeywood, Tasmania uh, region of Gumtree. Is that a place? Honeywood. Yeah. Oh, it's pretty cute. <laughs> and it is entitled "Free Roosters." Free Roosters. Free rosters. <laughs> <laughs> and it really Hang on, can you tell me the punctuation on, uh, on that? Like, okay. is, it, is it free roosters exclamation mark, free roosters question mark, or is it? <laughs> Actually, you know what? It's, it's baffling. It is free, then star star roosters, star star star, free roosters, star star star, free rosters, star star star. Sounds like Morse code. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sounds like he's sending a telegram. <laughs> All right, and the copy reads as such. This is from Jenny, and copy reads as such. Hi, all. I have roosters to give away. There's about eight of them. Must catch them yourself. Fishing net <laughs> needed. Most likely, I'm in Briggs Road, Honeywood. Phone number. Hey, most likely. <laughs> is she lost? <laughs> the roosters based, are lost. <laughs> based on the direction of the sun. <laughs> well, I think what's confusing is there's no punctuation, so I don't know if when she says that... Most likely, she's saying fishing net needed. Most likely, or she's saying fishing net needed. Most likely, I'm in Briggs Road. Like, I'm not sure where that most likely fits in that sentence structure. So she's saying if the roosters are especially riled up, you will need a net <laughs> yeah. and one of those gladiator trident things. <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly enough, she'll be playing like blaring music from her speakers that's just catchatory, like going good. And then after you after you catch them, she does the thumbs up or thumbs down to let you know whether or not to kill the roosters. Yeah. You don't get a say. You were like, oh, I was going to take this home. Uh, hey, uh, Bish, I'd be curious. Have you ever owned chickens or, or fowl of any type? Oh, my gosh, I have. Really? Uh, and I don't like to admit that because I lived in an apartment my whole life <laughs> growing up. But we had um, a chicken and two ducks. What? For a brief period of time. How brief? <laughs> uh, like a couple of weeks. You had and internal... Just looking after them. You had indoor <clears throat> birds. Yeah. Like, yep. like egg-laying birds. I guess all uh, birds lay eggs, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Not roosters, mate. <laughs> that's, that's what that riddle is. Not all roosters. <laughs> uh, what, what, where were you living at the time? Uh, just an apartment in Bahrain. This was me growing up, and my dad had a friend who had a, a little chick and two ducklings, so we took them in. Did the guy know that? For... Like, yep, or did your dad yep. like duck-nap them? 
Uh, no, no. Like we, they knew they just needed a place to crash. <laughs> I think until they could find a better home, which they eventually did. And but then, um, uh, where did they get palmed off onto? Uh, I think friends of ours who had like a, a bigger garden and sort of. Because when you said we only had them for a couple of weeks, I was like, it is so crucial as to how this story ends, <laughs> as to whether or not my day is ruined. <laughs> no. You had what was it like? What was the experience like having internal apartment <laughs> chickens and ducks? Uh, I got I didn't get much sleep, but because of the crowing, the constant crowing. Yeah, they were just really loud. I Did think, you have but... water for the duck to live in? Do, um, do you fill a bathtub? No, we didn't really need to live. Like, well, we, there is we... that expre- there is an expression based solely around how much ducks like water. <laughs> <laughs> like... Um, have you ever had ducks, Ben? I'm sorry, no, you're right. I have not had ducks. Yeah, stand down, Jenkins. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like a bear can live in a cage. Like it won't it won't die immediately if you put it in a cage. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So uh, Ben, how would you go about? What is your? Here's kind of my question about. Okay, yeah. I was going to ask, what is your strategy? You're there, there are eight roosters, and you've got Annette. Annette? What is your... I mean, <laughs> I've recently seen the Jurassic World movie. Uh-huh. And I mean... Do you have any tips? <laughs> well, 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 interestingly, uh, Velociraptors, they, they, they run, the way they run is based on the way birds and chickens run, right? That's Well, I think that's the, how the animation works. In, in right, the, not how the raptors learn to walk. Yeah, they were like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> interesting. These chickens. <laughs> yeah, let's base that on things that are famously shit at walking. <laughs> Uh, and you know, they hunt in packs and stuff, mm. and just like chickens. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but in that movie, there is one scene where there's sort of a SWAT team that's going to go and try and uh, capture a dinosaur, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know, the sort of, and they fire a net at it, and it goes on the dinosaur's face. Yep. And then the dinosaur goes rah and breaks the net with its giant jaws. Yeah. So, what did they think would happen there? <laughs> but should we have a spoiler? I don't think that's a, that's not a real big spoiler, is it? <laughs> oh, great! Now I know there are dinosaurs in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Now I know there are nets in it. <laughs> yeah. Because I remember, yeah, when the, when that net comes on screen, everyone goes, "Oh my god, <laughs> what's gonna happen?" Um, yeah. Look, I don't. Let know. me say, in the lead up to that uh, confrontation between SWAT team and dinosaur, there is absolutely no doubt that that encounter is not going to go well for the SWAT team. <laughs> like, yeah, right. It's not like they're going in there being like, oh, I think we can do this. Everyone's <laughs> yes. in the lead up, you know what's going to It's going to be a 40 minute movie. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they put him back in the cage and everything was fine. Um, let me say this. Even if I could catch eight roosters, mm-hmm. which I don't know that I could. I, I'm, I'm, I'm realistic about my own abilities. Mm. This lady doesn't even know what she is. <laughs> um, so addled is she by these roosters. But if I got Eight roosters. Is eight roosters about seven roosters too many? Well, what do you mean? Like, roosters are useless without chickens, right? If you know, I think these are probably meat roosters. Oh, you I might want to kill I thought the point of roosters was, was breeding. Oh, you don't yeah. eat roosters? Well, well, I don't, I don't re- eat roosters. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, red rooster is a, a, a chain. And it seems like... I mean, oh, that's think a- red rooster only serves male oh. chickens? That's a really good question. I mean, I'm sure they don't. I'm almost certain their business model would have failed long ago. <laughs> no, no, but what I mean is like, do we even eat male chickens? Surely you do. Why wouldn't you? Uh, if, men's if... rights? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my question was like, so, so you're there, you get, there's a rooster coming at you, you throw a net on the rooster, yep. right? Then you've got a rooster in a net and yep. you've got seven more roosters. And they're how unhappy. Do you, well, you don't do you... have to catch them all. I don't think she's... No, they're like Pokemon in that regard. <laughs> <laughs> how do you catch roosters two through eight without letting the first rooster go? Because the first rooster's in your net. 
How are you going to throw that net without letting the first rooster go? You I... put it on a boat with a bag of feed. Yeah. That's and it takes all fucking afternoon, but you will but you <laughs> You're gonna get it done. Oh man. Oh. Alright, let's move on. Ben, do you have one there? I do. This one is also from um, Tasmania and it's also from a listener. Um, Bridget uh, Dunn. Or Dune? Yeah, what do you think, Bish? Dunn. Bridget Dunn. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, Bridget. It's from the Hobart Mercury. Hello. So it's actually a, a listed ad. And you know how often we get ads that are basically gibberish? <laughs> what fascinates me about this is that it costs money to place an ad in a paper. Money and time and a letter, I mm-hmm. assume. Mm-hmm. To put gibberish on Gumtree, it's a fucking afternoon. We've all done it. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing. It's, it's just like five minutes. So anyway, see if we can make sense of this. Thank you, Bridget. From the Hobart Mercury, you, as in... The female sheep is the heading. Right. 18th of February, 1986. That's not... Like, this was from recently. I'm just saying. That's how the ad starts. Um, Bulgarian goat farmer, no profit, judge rule in favour of government, $24,953. Rounded up. No more pears. (laughs) First house gone. Keep receipts. Oh, this is a this is this is a story. This is a story that has been truncated because of pay by the letter advertising. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like this person obviously has a very long, very complicated, history. like yeah, history and uh, kind of interaction, legal interaction, I assume, with some sort of government body. Yeah, but. Because they have to pay by the letter, I think they've really shortened it down. In the way that some people... Do you know how sometimes you're crafting a tweet? Yeah. And you're like, ah, oh, I'm like 18 trunk eight, over. Trunk eight, trunk eight, trunk eight, trunk eight. And then you read back and you're like, oh, I've taken all the meat out. I've yeah. taken all the meat out. That was the load-bearing words. <laughs> yeah, do this person's like, I wish someone would write a newspaper article about my incredible life. Mm. And then it's like, nah, I'll just, I'll just put it in myself. And they're really cheap. Yeah, this is this person's autobiography. Yeah. In... <laughs> If I ever write an autobiography, I want it to be called No More Pears. <laughs> and that's pears is in the fruit, by the way. That's how, that's how that's spelled. Can we, can we go through it again? Yes. And we'll, go, we'll go line by line. We'll try and piece together this person's life. 18th of February, 1986. Can you Google that? Okay. And so, well, things that happened on this day. 18th of February, 1986. Bulgarian goat farmer. No profit. Judge rule in favour of government. That's the first bit. Okay. So... What's happened is there's some sort of babe-like competition. Is there? What? And there's a dispute? Wait, do you say there's a goat herding competition? No, goat farmer, but we're in goat farmer, no profit, judge rule in favour of government. Oh, right, sorry. Okay, I thought... So, I think this could be... I thought this was like a sheepdog trial scenario. Their farm was failing and not making a profit. Mm. So, the government mm. took it. Mm-hmm. So, this is Bulgaria's like answer to the castle. It was a heartwarming story of the government trying to take this goat farmer's farm away. Mm. And he lost because, like, not all heartwarming stories end like that. Yeah. Because um, they they, there's no Bulgarian Bud Tingwell to come and rescue them. There, there isn't. There just simply isn't. They've got a deficiency in that. Um, then there's a, a, a money, $24,953.27. Rounded up. That's the next bit. Sorry, I assume that might be the payment or... Yep. No, they were all rounded up. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see. Yes, yes. Yeah. And then no more pairs. First house gone. Keep receipts. They all got a divorce. Yep. All I right. Mean, I mean, could keep receipts be the last little bit of like, like, and that's and that's the moral of this story. <laughs> Always keep your receipts. All right. Let me take you guys back quickly to 18th of February, 1986. Yep. This is uh, mm-hmm. from Technibank.2, the website. Mm-hmm. It was a Tuesday. 
under the sign of Aquarius. Uh-huh. The president was Ronald Reagan. Okay. Open brackets, re- Republican, close brackets. Uh-huh. <laughs> In that special... He legally week- changed his name to that, actually. Oh, Bulgarian? <laughs> no. Well, well, I didn't look up Bulgarian. This is a very American-centric website. In that special week of February, people in the US were listening to How Will I Know by Whitney Houston. In the UK, When the Going Gets Tough, mm-hmm. open brackets, The Tough Get Going, close brackets <laughs> by Billy Ocean, yep, yep, was yep, in the yep. top five. Carry On Jack, directed by Gerald Thomas, was one of the most, views, was one of the most viewed movies released in 1986. Uh-huh. And that is the extent of what that, they're telling us about that. That's not a lot, is it? No. Not a lot at all. So I have no idea about any context for this. <laughs> Well, I can tell you guys um, that on the 18th of um, February, 1986, uh, San Antonio's Alvin Robertson scored uh, NBA's second quadruple. That is the fucking lamest on this day. (laughs) That's just a sports thing. That's all that is. What did they score? They just scored a second quadruple double, 20 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists, and 10 steals against Phoenix. That doesn't sound like a... Maybe that's quite a remarkable... That sounds like a lot. Yeah, that seems like a lot of points. But is that like, okay, in the entire world, <laughs> the thing that happened on in this 24 hours is a pretty good basketball score? It's Tuesday, you know. Okay. Slow news Tuesdays. <laughs> a person born on this day will be 29 years old today? Mm-hmm. Not today. Oh, I guess today. Yeah, yeah. If that same person saved a penny every day starting at age seven, <laughs> then by now that person had accumulated. Oh, is it? Is it twenty four thousand nine hundred and fifty three dollars and twenty seven cents? No, it's eighty one dollars fifty eight. That's pretty it's not shit. A lot. I guess a penny a day. You're only saving three dollars sixty five a year. Oh, check out bloody John Nash over here, <laughs> crunching the fucking numbers. Uh, Bish, do you have one? Uh, I do, I do. Um, this is from Crestwood, which I'm not sure. I think it's in America uh, somewhere. In, in America. And uh, the title reads, Need lawnmower, will trade my tiger salamander. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, so seven to eight months comes with food for a year and cleaning drops for three years. Mm. Tank and rocks feed twice a week. She's spotted named Queen Elsa. Hey. Yeah. Is that a frozen thing? I, I think so. so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I really need a mower and my young daughter likes to try to get her. So I don't think I can keep her. She's awesome. No noise. Clean tank every few days. She has matured and no longer has gills. So she can be in tank with damp soil as long as she has a bowl of water to dip into. Mm. Just like Seems ducks, handy. fish. Yeah. <laughs> Just like ducks. <laughs> <laughs> Try to forget. <clears throat> uh, she can also eat bugs and stuff. Oh, hey! Yeah. <laughs> what a talented little salamander. <laughs> and if there is water, just a gallon is okay. But she needs something to get out, like of the rock. Because she, she doesn't because has... she doesn't have gills. That's Wait. basically saying don't drown this this yeah. animal. Saying something to get out of the rock, as in the prison in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> a tiny little Sean Connery <laughs> salamander. <laughs> Um, oh, uh, they have no teeth and don't bite. In general, I guess. Yeah. So is it saying, when he says my daughter is always trying to get her, it's like, I'd love to keep the salamander, <laughs> but my daughter will kill it if I don't, and I want a lawnmower. So we find ourselves at a quite a happy... <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, I have something you want. Well, I mean, I don't know that. Certainly you have something I want, potentially. <laughs> yeah. Does, um, does, do, I, do salamanders lose their gills? 
Yeah, I think that's I part think of so. their puberty. Why would they do that? Why would that? Why would that ever be a good evolutionary tactic? Because they come out of the water, don't they? Is yeah, that... I think. Oh. Bitch, you're an actual scientist. <laughs> yeah. You would know better than me. Oh, yeah, not, a, not an evolutionary biologist. Yeah, it's well, science. But, uh, science. Sure. It's all the same. Um, so think... You're closer to an evolutionary biologist than any of these two clowns over here. It's true. Any of these common clownfish. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think they sort of gestate in the water when gills would be handy and then mm. they lose them so they can sort of move up. But Maybe why like, would gills be bad in the not water? <laughs> because you can't breathe, because you're just so breathing you air into up. your gills and then they're all... But hang on. Like, mm, no, no, no. I don't think so. Because <laughs> I don't... Do gills get in the way if you're not a... Oh, wait, there are well, the way the go. gills work is like diffusion from like of oxygen dissolved in the water. Uh huh. Right. Okay. So, so are there any? It gets getting all bloody right here, lab up in here. <laughs> are, there, are there any land animals that have like? Does an amphibian have gills? Is that is that a rule? Or I just know that Kevin Costa. Right. I understand that Kevin Costa in Waterworld had gills, <laughs> and that didn't seem to be a problem for normal breathing. It right, was just okay. a cheeky bonus. <laughs> right. Like yeah. he was never like, ah, oh, my bloody gills are full of air. <laughs> <laughs> no, now I can't beat Dennis Hopper. My bloody gills are full of air. Uh, and that, that, I don't think that ever happened. Right, okay. In, in the movie. Okay. Why, yeah. haven't they made, why haven't they done a remake of Waterworld? Yeah. Um, because the original Waterworld was, I think, successfully sued for a lot of money. For, by who? By George Miller. Wait, who? Oh. Yeah. Really? What yeah. happened? What, uh, George, okay. Oh, fuck. I could be getting this wrong. This is one of the things that I've just like I heard and just believed for about two years. Okay, but Mad Max Fury Road was funded in part by a lawsuit with Waterworld because George Miller was just like, "Well, you've just you've just made Mad Max, in Mad water. Max on water." Yeah, and I don't I don't know why Waterworld's lawyers weren't like, "Well, the defining feature of Mad Max <laughs> was a lack of water," <laughs> and that's very much. Quite an integral part of the world we created, but yeah, no, they was just like, no, this character, this character, this character, this character. And, I guess um, there is a similar, there's a similar thing in in the Waterworld movie. Freshwater is yeah, mm. that's the irony. You see, there's water, water everywhere, everywhere, but and let's all have a drink. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's um, it, yeah. So I'm pretty sure that's why they haven't made a water. Also, because it was a financial disaster yeah, before they got sued. But surely it'd be cheaper to make now that you already have that big thing they made the Titanic in. You know what I mean? You've already, you've already got that studio they made the Titanic in. Just make Waterworld in that. What are you talking about? You know when they made Titanic? Yeah, but that wasn't, that wasn't the, the breakthrough in Titanic. <laughs> they've, had, they've had the ability to gather water in a large area for like years now. <laughs> like I'm, they're called Horizon Tanks. I and there's one the, in Melbourne. I am reminded of the time they filled the Coliseum with water. Yeah. It's been around yeah, for a while. You're it's right, been around. Like they have been able to be like, like people haven't been looking at water. And going, like, oh, finally we can contain that somehow. And but as it happens, I just have to drink from this river like a dog. Um, yeah. So um, basically, Waterworld was about a salamander. Right? Oh, so what do you think the market value of a salamander is? Well, hopefully, at least the market value of a lawnmower. Well, how much is a lawnmower? This is how little I know about. I don't the world. understand why he's equating. Can't he? I don't. It ju- it just seems this is this is where a barter system breaks down, right? <laughs> because there is no there there is no way a salamander is equal to a lawnmower, right? Well, hang on. Okay. In what what? <laughs> okay. Well, okay. First of all, it's not just a salamander; it's a tiger salamander. Is that you... a rare type of salamander? Well, you don't know if it's a rare type of tiger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying you're throwing a lot of fucking things around. We've got one person here who's a scientist. You're a dickhead. <laughs> 
And you're saying, and you know nothing about either salamanders, tigers, or I'm going to throw it out their lawnmowers. <laughs> and yet you can come out here and fucking be like, oh, no, I know the value of a slice of bread. <laughs> so I think I'm having a stroke. <laughs> I think it's very possible. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like this argument we're having now isn't actually about the Tiger Salamander. I think this argument is still about Waterworld and Titanic, <laughs> to be honest. I have a just, lot of hostility coming because of that. I have just, in the past little while, when I went quiet there, I was trying to Google anything about a lawsuit between George Miller and Waterworld. Yeah. And um, look, Google has not been forthcoming. <laughs> I'll put it that way. I could be wrong. Uh, you want to tweet at George Miller and ask him? I don't think he's on Twitter. Oh, right. Well. Yeah. Never. I'll tweet at Kevin Costner. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I just mean like if this is all the guy has to swap, that's alarming. Mm. If he's down yeah. to his last tiger salamander. And he's willing to give away his daughter's favorite pet. Yeah, because he's like, oh, yeah, she'll probably kill it. Like, <laughs> it's like, Dad, I love it. It's like my only friend. It's like, yeah, getting a bit, getting a bit close to that. Like, clumsy hands. Clumsy hands his daughter. He's, yeah, it's like fucking off mice and men up in here. Like, you're just going <laughs> to hug that thing too close. You know the original was called of, of Salamander and Men? <laughs> and Little Girl. Yeah, and Little Girl. Yeah. Of Salamander and Little Girl. And she tries to hug it like the rabbits, but it goes whoop, out of her hand. To be fair, <laughs> if you give your daughter like human growth hormone and you call her Lenny, like yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she is kind of, you know, that was, destined. That was Steinbeck's message. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of swapping things, I yeah. have one I want to share with you guys here, which is from the Washington DC Craigslist, and it is entitled... We'll trade snake for puppy. Huh. At least that's less lateral. Like, they're both animals. (laughs) I have a four-foot female ball python that I want to trade for a puppy. Mm -hmm. We cannot have the snake in our home anymore due to custody issues. So we want to get the kids a puppy since we have to get rid of their snake. We are not interested in older puppies, only young ones. We would prefer. Hang on, what? Oh. Yeah, you mean you mean dogs? <laughs> do you mean dogs? We're not interested in big wild puppies. No, you mean wolves. <laughs> We're not interested in puppies that are only around for one day every year on the full moon. Folks, <laughs> uh, we'd prefer a medium to large breed. Does not come with a cage. We are allowed to keep. Uh, we are allowed to keep our small snake. What puppies How long come with a cage? No, the snake. The snake doesn't oh, come with a cage. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so they have several snakes. That probably. just seemed a bit defensive. Yeah, doesn't come yeah. with a cage. We're allowed to keep our small snake. So, yeah, so if you turn up and we've got a small snake, that's fine. We're allowed to keep it. Okay, so how big is this? Four foot. That's not very big at all. It's a, um, what, a meter? Oh, no, I was thinking, yeah, four foot's, four foot's not small. Yeah, that's like, that's like your arm span, I would guess. Or no, your foot? arm span is your height, and I am not four feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> So that's <laughs> that's it. You know how your height is your arm span. That is a real Leonardo da Vinci fact. Do you know what I mean? Like that seems like a conspiratorial. Yeah. yeah anyway, not important. Let's I mean, it's on. only I'm true sure if you are knew. the Vitruvian Man. Right. Okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> what, what did you say, Mish? I'm sure he knew. He knew. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to guess. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, ball pythons are from memory, and we need one of the Riley sisters on. Because mm, they, oh, they were snake experts. We once had... Do you know Hannah or Eliza Riley? Yeah, we once had um, Eliza on and we were being uh, dickheads. Being like, no. oh, why would you bloody have that kind of python, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and Eliza was just like, well, here's why. And just rattled off like a ton of awesome snake facts. Nice. Yeah. So a ball python, that is not named for... No, it's mind. not we'll in the sh- no, it's we'll not in the shape of a sphere. No, but was that- <laughs> yeah, these are the pythons that are as tall as they are wide. <laughs> <laughs> um, and actually, yeah, <laughs> but actually, the ratio of like 
circumference to their... Do you know that a python, if you want to know how tall a python is, you, you just measure how long it is? It's <laughs> like, Vinci knew that. <laughs> it's spine span. It's a tight python, you see. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm on, kind of under the impression that pythons aren't all that dangerous. Like, I don't know if we talked about this in the podcast before, but I had to do it. Yeah, I, I think we did. Yeah. Oh, I, I had to do a shoot. Um, They're not venomous, but they with, can... They can but yeah, that's the thing. I did do a shoot recently with a lot of snakes, and um, and the ones that they brought in were carp pythons. Um, were you filming the new Indiana Jones film? I was. Oh well, now you bloody ruined it. <laughs> and the twist is, this time you bloody love snakes. <laughs> I can love yeah. Give me, give me a bloody snake. And the Nazis are like, no, nah, we bought a big barrel of snakes. We thought that was his one weakness. He's like, nah, dickheads went into therapy. <laughs> give me that relic. And they're like, no, there you go. Um, so, um, the. <laughs> I want to see Indiana Jones in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I have a dream where I'm chased by a giant boulder. What do you think it means? I think it's just remembering the time that you were chased by a giant boulder. <laughs> yeah, I just think the boulder might represent something. No, no, I think it represents the boulder that chased you. <laughs> it's a one for one. Yeah. Oh, well, what about my father? I have this dream where, where I'm giving my father this elixir so he doesn't die. Again, that was very much a thing that happened to you. I don't think you need this. <laughs> I think you've just had a really fucked up life. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm just saying that I don't know. When we were shooting, we were shooting with these snakes. And, like, if they're... These were long snakes. These were maybe four feet. Mm. But they would were, go... Were they sort of bigger or smaller than your arm span? <laughs> well, <laughs> they, they, would, they would wrap around your neck. And the way they kill things is by constricting them. Mm, they, strangling them. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, they gave you a good hug. But, like, the handlers, when they wrapped... When the snake wrapped around my neck, weren't concerned. Now, whether or not that's just because they didn't give a shit. It's just callousness. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I was like, ooh, he's having a hug. And they were like, yeah, it's fine. Like, he, he won't. Mm. But I was like, well, okay, I'll take your word at that because this <laughs> does seem to be. a weak neck. Yeah, exactly. They didn't yeah, know that. You have a brittle, brittle neck. Um, uh, hey, Bish, as our resident science expert and evolutionary <laughs> biologist, can I ask, they say they're allowed to keep their small snake. Won't that small snake most likely grow into a big snake and then I'll have to give it away? Or I am not qualified. <laughs> I mean, I think some snakes just stay. Are tiny, that, yeah. That, that Are you, forever, yeah, I mean, surely. this is just... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that things will just keep growing until they die? <laughs> no. Like, do you think the only thing that stops a thing from growing to, like, the size of a room is lifespan? <laughs> I'm saying it's likely that if they bought one python that is too big, that the court has said, <laughs> Can you, you can't have this anymore, <laughs> then it's not likely they would... They, they're the kind of people... What kind yeah. of person buys a large and small snake? They're probably buying a Someone big who loves bloody variety. Although I do yeah. like the idea of, like, the, the subtlety of that ruling, too. Like, their, their lawyer, like, the, this, this person's lawyer being like, look, I managed to bargain the judge. You've got to lose the big snake, but you can keep the small one. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's why they call me the best. <laughs> oh, also, you don't have custody of your children anymore. <laughs> that was traded for the small snake, but I think it's a pretty good outcome. And you we can even, all agree. You don't even need a cage for it. <laughs> and you can trade the big one for a puppy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So now you've got what? You've got a small snake, a puppy, and no children. Is that yep. the situation yep. you found yourself in? It's not bad. Oh man. Uh, do you have one there? I do. Well, this is to, to, to return to a theme that we come back to a, a fair amount. Um, I like booking up um, psychics and ghostbusters on um, on on Gumtree, mm. but what I've never read before is reviews of them. Because <gasps> sometimes they're, they're like, you know, there's an off, there's now a function on Gumtree where you can review, and I like this one because their overall rating is three out of five. Okay, this is their copy, Ghostbusters. Um, 
Hi, we're Nicole and Tamsin. Since 2013, we've been helping clear people's homes of unwanted guests. Wait, <laughs> hang on. <laughs> <laughs> not, not strictly limited to ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it does say from the other realm, but that could, you know. Um, it's racist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, we have our own unique way of... Okay, I want you to, for the rest of the ad, imagine that what Bish said is right. That these people are just kicking foreigners out of people's houses and see if... Um, from the other realm, who make the people living in their own homes feel unwelcome. Uh, <laughs> I feel like a stranger in your own country, mate. Um, with our own unique way of ghostbusting, we now want to expand our business to help all in need of a house clean- clearing and to feel welcome and safe in their home environment. Please feel free to message or call us. Okay? Okay, okay. Two two reviews. Uh, the first review is five stars. Hey. I found these two lovely ladies to be so down to earth and very understanding. She told me, which one of them, I guess, a lot of things that I already knew. <laughs> Okay. That's That's probably unhelpful. And if anything, a lot more. (laughs) Start with that. Lead with that. (laughs) This is a house. (laughs) She actually gave me more time to answer as much as I could. What? At times making me want to cry. This sounds like a horrible counseling service. I defiantly recommend these ladies. We've got to assume definitely, but maybe not. Maybe... No, you'd have to be defiant. In the face of of overwhelming evidence. As part of the custody battle, she's not allowed to... I defiantly recommend these ladies. You will not be disappointed at all. Mm -hmm. In regards... um, Such and such. It trails off. Um, Now, the other review... The other review is one star. Uh, They're averaging that to three. Yeah. 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 See how that that works? (laughs) And it just says... It's just, it's just, it's the shortest review, which is just accuracy 0%. <laughs> so. Is um, that because ghosts aren't real? Yeah. Like, in which case, did you invite them over not believing in ghosts? Like, do you know yeah, what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's weird. Okay. What I'm saying is for a thing that is made up. Yeah. Right. It's weird that you can say that this person has zero accuracy, given mm. that you're all full of shit. So there's, so there's two options here. There's oh, that- yeah. Yeah. No, go, go, go. If you're saying the accuracy is zero percent, there's a, you've measured that, and you can't measure something. But doesn't? Yeah, exactly. But maybe it does, and this person. Oh, well, right. So where they're like, yeah, look, it wasn't the fact that that they they came to my house and goats are real. Yeah. Which again, probably <laughs> leave with that, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. Like, I think I think it's Bish's thing, which is just like they believe in ghosts because your your thing like is like this terrible kind of um. Like weird Richard Dawkins style yeah, exactly. person who yeah. just like, hello, <laughs> yeah. please come over to my house. Uh, I'd like to ask you some questions. And then they come over. They're like, hi. It's like, ah, uh, question one. Ah, uh, goes real. So, uh, yes. Well, you, you, you're a bloody idiot, and you can go. And then they run it. Start your review. Yeah. But I like your thing, which is just like they vape into their fedora. Yeah. 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 This person believes in ghosts mm. and knows enough about the ghosts in their own house. That when someone comes in and they're like, oh, there's a ghost in the laundry. That There's not a fucking ghost in the laundry. Tell you that much free. There's a ghost in the attic and there's a Frankenstein in the roof. <laughs> there's a mummy in this coffin over here. Yeah. But a ghost in the laundry, you, you are mate, taking the bloody piss. Now you get out. That is some zero accuracy, mate. Yeah. Some bloody zero accuracy. None from none. Now fuck off. Now, I would say that probably both of those people are awful, right? Yeah, both of those, both of those situations are a trap. Because <laughs> if, you, if you are confident enough to say this person 
got nothing right mm. about the ghosts in my house, <laughs> then you are claiming to know everything about the ghosts in your house. So in which case, you don't need these people. Yeah. You don't need these people yeah, at all. Get yeah. yourself. Maybe this is a secret shopper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ben, uh, you and I worked in retail for a long time. Bish, have you ever had a job in retail? No. Oh, no, that's fine. That is, that is almost, uh, you know. Yeah, uh, don't be ashamed of that. Yeah, that's all it's saved. Uh, Bullet saved, is that a phrase? A bullet uh-huh. dodged probably is what I should have said. Bullet saved, yeah. A bullet saved is a bullet dodged. <laughs> <laughs> and a penny earned. Uh, um, have you, did you have an interaction with a secret shopper? Well, that's, you're not meant to know, right? Like, I know we got secret shopped, but I didn't know who it was. Yeah, but afterwards you get that form that says, yeah. you did not perform well, Michael. Well, I... <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't get that form. <laughs> what form did you get? Did you, did you do well in your secret shop? I think it was quite, quite hard for me to fuck up. Like... I recently told this story at Story Club how like I was in a I was I worked in retail for years and one of the jobs I had was working in a watch shop. And I was actually like kind of okay at the at the watch selling thing. But I um the the thing that kind of lost me the job was that one day um two men came in and I was like so helpful and friendly that I didn't notice that they stole 14 watches. Um, <laughs> we were living together at the time. Yeah. And you came home and you were like, oh, I think I'm gonna get fired. And we're like, no, Ben, I'm sure it'll be fine. What happened? And you're like uh, let two men steal 14 watches. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, you're, no, you're, you're, you're gone. Yeah. But like if those, if those men had been secret shoppers, which would, would have been strange and they hadn't been stealing 14 watches, they would have found my service exemplary. <laughs> what if they were secret shoppers and had stolen 14 watches? They were, what if they were like, oh my God, we managed to steal 14 watches. This isn't even on the, it's like this the, isn't even on the form, but just on a whim, I was like, I reckon this dickhead would let me steal a watch. And yeah. then I didn't. It was so easy that I took 13 more. I mean, I feel like there should be secret robbers as well. <laughs> just to see how like, easily robbable. Like the yeah. way that like yeah, some like kind of like hackers, they kind mm. of hack Microsoft just to show Microsoft that yeah. there are security flaws. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. These are kind of like knights of the realm, but they travel from watch shop <laughs> yeah. to watch shop just testing the security. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, ah, I managed to steal 16 watches from your establishment. Now perhaps you'd like to, hi- oh, you'd like to arrest me? No, <laughs> because the hackers thing makes sense because the hackers are like, well, if I don't hire this person, that person's still out there. Yeah. And it's hard. To, it's going to be hard to, but it's like, well, if I just put this person in prison. <laughs> They can't steal any more watches from me. Why can't they put hackers in prison? Not that I'm advocating to put hackers Uh, in prison. It's in the Constitution, mate. Read it. Cybercrime. It's not covered. Bloody snow. No, it's not. You can put put hackers in prison, but I just think it's probably like it's easier to send that to Microsoft while remaining anonymous, I guess. Although I guess they could be like, yeah, you can have a job. Um, The job interview is in this prison. Come there with a list of your strengths and weaknesses and a change of clothes. I assume what would happen is you send them half the information and you say... Hello, I'm a hacker. I can fix this security problem for you. Yeah. And they go, oh, there is a flaw. And then you keep the other half, I guess, with your mate. Yeah. And then if they if they lock you up, he releases it. And then and then Anonymous gets all up in Microsoft. I yeah. assume. That's my plan. Not that I'm a hacker, obviously. Yeah. We got a screenplay right here. <laughs> yeah, I think we do. <laughs> oh, man. Um, wait, what were we talking about before? Oh, yeah, secret shopping. Yeah. How do you get a job as a secret shopper? You know what? A lot of these jobs are listed on Gumtree. What? Of, of, of being a secret shopper. Do you love judging people without them knowing? <laughs> yeah. Do you like? Do you like at, at at very best letting people keep their jobs? <laughs> like, do you no. like that, that being the outcome of your day? I remember one time at the uh, bottle shop I worked in at Miranda Westfield. Uh, there was a staff meeting called, and I had been. I was sort of like the. I guess like 2IC of this shop. I mm. guess like the second in charge, despite the fact that I was woefully incompetent and hated that job. Sure. Um, and everyone else got a gift voucher from the secret shopper except for me. Uh, because when the secret shopper came in, I had ignored them completely <laughs> and was playing a castle 
Flash game on the computer. <laughs> well. <laughs> and they asked me for some help, and I said, oh, David will be with you in a second. And then I went back to the castle game. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's... I mean, that was bad. That was, that was my bad. Secret Shoppers are kind of the, um, the retail extension of, like, the Panopticon, right? <laughs> like, you, inter- you internalise surveillance yeah, because I, you assume that at any moment... Well, that's what another chapter in Foucault. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Secret Shopper. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I'm just looking on Gumtree now. Like, um, is a global... This company is a global market research, and if you're interested in earning some extra money at a time that suits you, <laughs> we got what you're looking for. Yeah, wow. Yeah. You, you, so, do, do you require any... Uh, qualifications? It says zero qualifications. <laughs> <laughs> That's, Love yeah. Shopping. yeah. Anyone over the age of 18 can apply because it's a bit obvious if it's a baby with a clipboard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bish, do you have one? Uh, I do. Yes. This is from Eastern Shore Craigslist, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm guessing is in the US as well. Uh, there's no title or anything, but there's a, a picture which will make sense after I read it. Okay. Uh, 51-year-old single guy, Barry. I want to meet a cool lady from 21 to 65 years old for fun times. That's quite broad. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Why Good age? on him. Yeah. Like if you're drawing the age. Yeah, okay. Open-minded. Uh, social parties and food. I've been building my house for a year and it is almost done. Also, we got a deal on imitation crab meat. <laughs> <laughs> so we have too much and ran out of freezer space. <laughs> Feel free to take some with you, <laughs> Barry. <laughs> Hang on, what does Barry want? So Barry and, wants... and the picture is a, a picture of a big bag of crab meat. Well, imitation crab meat. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> what is imitation crab meat? Like what? I, maybe um, it's soy crab meat, I guess, or maybe it's maybe it's I think fish it's like sticks. Seafood, I don't know. Yeah, it's like seafood extender, probably. Right. Yeah, okay. Crab sticks. Yeah. Which is which is yeah. like you know the thing in The Simpsons when. Mr. Burns is making Little Lisa slurry, and it's like dragging the. That's how I imagine it's yeah, made. Yeah, so it, yeah, cut with. Uh, it's caught with like six pack ring holders. Cut with, cut with heroin. That's why it's so good. Mm. So basically, this guy is saying, "Hey, do you want to come on a date with me? We'll go to my house, maybe watch a movie, dinner, my and unfinished dancing. house. Yeah, unfinished house, and then." Hey, that's not a sweet enough deal for you. Do you want? <laughs> do you want <laughs> rapidly rotting? Yeah. imitation crab meat. Because that's a good point. That like, I cannot fit in my freezer. That's thing is, he's not like my freezer is full of this stuff. He's like, there's stuff outside my freezer that you need to take with you. So you're right. It's rotting crab meat. You know, at some point, I think I would start to appreciate men being honest about what they can provide. <laughs> <laughs> and. Are you I'm sick like, of being lied to? Yes. <laughs> I actually think you're right, though. This guy is just like, look, I have a house. Is it finished? It's not. Um, I, you know, I have some food. Is it, is it decomposing crab meat? Yes. Is it even yeah. real crab meat? It's not. But I can promise you a good time. Yeah. Take it or leave it, ladies. It is yeah. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's refreshing. Yeah. That's really true. Because so, uh, there would be a way to spin that. What to do be you mean? Like, um, yeah. To be like, you know, come over to my... Um, to my self-built home. Oh, right. Um, and, and I'll... I'll <laughs> to my I've got lots of... I'm a seafood aficionado. Yeah. And, come, <laughs> come over to my house. It is rapidly increasing in value. <laughs> As I, With every so, wall I add. Yeah. <laughs> With every roof tile yeah. I complete. Um, you're right, though. This is refreshingly... Bish, are you aged between 21 and 65 years old? Oh my gosh, I am. <laughs> would, you be, would you be willing to travel to East Shore in America for some cr- imitation crab? What is... The other good thing is this guy is, is no fool. Like, he got a good deal on it. <laughs> Although, he kind of thought it that much through when he's like, 
when, when he's run out of freezes. Like, you got to assume that that is his whole freezer. Like, you can just take the ice cube trays out. Yeah. If he put more than a freezer's worth of crab meat, imitation crab meat, without thinking that through, it doesn't show that he has a lot of forward planning skills. Unless the deal was just so good he couldn't pass it up, right? Mm. Like, if I said to you, hey, Ben, I've got a half ton of imitation crab meat here. Yep. I'll give it to you for eight cents. Yep. For ten cents. I'll give it to you for ten cents. Why did you change it? Because I realised that eight cents, well, it's rounding up to ten anyway. You're going to pay ten. I could pay pass it to you. Okay. So that'll be eight, mate. Don't don't lowball and then go high. That's not how bargaining works. Is it eight or not? It's ten. It's ten. <laughs> okay, well I pass. You're passing a, a half ton of yep. five hundred kilos. Now, of if it was eight, weight. we might be able to talk. But as it is, it's two cents, mate. It's two. Yeah, cents. well, mate, I I didn't I didn't get to build this luscious bungalow <laughs> without a roof by paying two cents more for crab meat than I needed. This is water world all over. <laughs> <laughs> Ding, do you have um, one? Oh, sorry, no, 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 no. No, no, go, go, go. Oh, I was just wondering what he meant by we, because he, he then changes to we have too much crab meat. And oh, oh, yeah. We, we got a great deal on imitation crab meat. Do you reckon Tim and the boys? It's the end of season 40 tour, and they've gone, hey, look, we've got the swear jar all week. We've done the fines for pissing in the shower, et cetera. What are we going to put this all towards? Imitation crab meat. <laughs> Unless. Bill knows the guy. He can get a great deal. <laughs> Unless it's like a typo or a, or a bit of a, like a, a tense mix-up. And he's actually saying in future, like, come over, social, we go dancing, we have drinks, we get a great deal in imitation crab meat. <laughs> My crab meat is your crab yeah. meat. <laughs> Me crab meat, Sue crab meat. <laughs> you take some home, we have some kids. <laughs> hey, can I share this one with you guys? Nope. Okay, it is entitled... Kick someone in the groin. <laughs> and then I think okay. you'll find that the image there is a picture of a man's crotch area wearing pants. Mm -hmm. And then a sort of a sniper's scope <laughs> on his dick and balls, yep. which are obscured by his... Camo. Pants. They look like camo pants. Camo pants, yeah. yeah. And, okay, it reads as such. Ever wonder what it is like to kick someone in the groin? Mm-hmm. We need your help. Right. We are conducting an experiment for a self-defense book. <laughs> we need people from all backgrounds to, ki to kick a volunteer in the groin and record results. <laughs> Don't worry, we have done this before. No pay, but shouldn't take long. <laughs> all backgrounds? <laughs> yeah. Different people kick differently? Well, we yeah. <laughs> it's a very open market. They just want diversity in their research. <laughs> right? Can you imagine being like Chinese and reading that without, and it didn't say all backgrounds are going like, uh, <laughs> probably, they're probably not going to want me. Like, imagine having that kind of internalized racism. Where so like, can no, I imagine, like, <laughs> you're saying, can I imagine being Chinese, Ben? Can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine him? Um, there, is, there are so many different... There are so many different options as to what this could be. Yeah. It's, I, I think the most likely option is, look, this is Fred. Now, when you kick him in the balls, he's going to pretend like he doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> he's going to try and run away. But whatever you do, it's all part of the experiment. He's going to say, why does this keep happening to me? He may get off on it. Yeah, exactly. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, or it's that. Or it's a guy being like, you know, because we've, we've, seen, we've seen ads like uh, along these lines definitely mm. on, on Gumtree before or mm. uh, on Craigslist where she's like, come around, kick me in the balls and leave. Like, honestly. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. And, and like, also the suspicious thing about this is if you were writing a book about self-defense, how many points of data do you need <laughs> before you're like, okay, I'm willing to close the book on this. If you kick someone in the balls, it is going to hurt them. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, but also if, you're, if you've studied martial arts and self-defense before, right? Mm. Surely 
the groin kick has been like defending a groin kick has been covered by like kung fu or no, like- this isn't this isn't about that this is about a, a book for self-defense i imagine evaluating the efficiency of kicking someone in the ball, the efficacy of, of, of kicking someone in the ball. Right, so you turn up to like a Mortal Kombat style tournament. Yeah. You walk up to Sub-Zero, kick him in the balls, and you see how you defend, go to Scorpion, yeah, you go yeah. to Shaku, you go to Goro. Yeah. It's like, I, I think it's like... just your one move. I yeah. think it's like we are writing a book on how to defend yourself from attack, and obviously one of the things that instinctively feels true is that kicking someone in the balls is going to incapacitate them. Mm-hmm. But there's like this weird fucking Galileo Institute offshoot <laughs> of these people <laughs> who are like, I just don't think the science is settled <laughs> on whether or not this hurts. You always have to keep up to up to date, you know. You yeah. Design. Professional development. Yeah. Yeah. And then one of the balls is like, dude, he's serious? Like, I've been kicking the balls before it hurts. And it's like, was it peer reviewed? It's like, well, <laughs> it peer reviewed, but all right, well, let's do the only fair thing then, and get 20 people from different backgrounds. Yeah. But then also like John Oliver is doing a segment being like 98% of scientists <laughs> yeah. agree yeah. that kicking, kicking in the balls yeah. hurts, all right? And it's ridiculous <laughs> that we put these people on an equal pair and we do yeah. a debate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like how they controlled it with the with the different backgrounds. Yeah. And yeah. And he, what, are, they, are they like, oh, it could just be if like, a like a tall woman kicks you in the balls and hurts. We just <laughs> yeah. don't know. We just don't know. <laughs> My goodness. So uh, I mean, I see no downside to this because also it doesn't say in the copy, but there's, it's tagged compensation, expenses paid. Yeah, it does. Oh, wow. It does say no no money. It's but no I money. guess if you drive out, yeah, sure. And, and I, I mean, expenses would include us flying to America, presumably to do this. I would think <laughs> that's true. I mean, I'll fly over to I'll well, look, fly to San Francisco to kick a guy in the balls. I'm going to be there soonish. If that offer's still <laughs> there, I might swing by and, and and give a kick on behalf of all of us. Is that a thing? Have you ever kicked? Have either of you ever kicked someone in the nuts before, Bish? Mm, I shoved a door in someone's nuts. Ha- Whoa! <laughs> you, ri- you ripped it off its hinges and then threw it at their balls. No, no, I was, no. I was like trying to. They were like trying to come in and. This was in high school. Anyway. Wait, can I, can, not, not, if, the door is kind of flat. Mm-hmm. So the physics of that, how does it work for you to jam? Well, they were trying to like. They would be side on. Through. Oh, so yeah, their yeah, leg yeah. was in your door and you yeah. slammed a door on their nut. That is yeah. hardcore, man. Yeah. Wow, that is mm-hmm. hectic. Were you all right? Did they run away or what happened? Oh, no, it wasn't. We were just like fucking around. I guess. Oh, it wasn't like a burglary. <laughs> right. No, 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 no. It was at school. Right. We met. Yeah, yeah. No, it was <laughs> and even then, as a, as a young budding scientist, did you write the results down? Um, <laughs> we, we used to do this thing when, when I was in high school. Uh, I think I might have talked about this in the podcast before. I don't know. But like where you'd get a, um, a kiwi fruit was the best sort of fruit for this. And you put it in a plastic bag. Oh, no. And then... Just with a real, like, really subtle flick of the wrist, that thing could swing around quite quickly. And you got you got extremely good at being able to do this to someone when they were coming around a corner. They'd come around the corner and you'd flick it and you'd, and they'd just go down. And um, it got to the, it got so bad that um, our like it just it was every single fucking day it would happen to you or somebody else. Like it was just this game, and it got so bad that our deputy principal had to get up in assembly and say the words. It was so great. He was like. It has come to my attention that there is a craze that is currently sweeping um, some boys in the school. I believe it is referred to as sack whacking. <laughs> and then he lost the room forever. <laughs> that was it. He retired on the spot. <laughs> Were you part of this band of criminals, Ben? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. I did it. Right. And, I think, and he had it done to you, presumably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it's bad. <laughs> it's a bad, bad thing. It's a bad, 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 bad thing. <laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah. Oh, they didn't take the step of just banning kiwi fruits? 
I guess you bear kiwi fruits that people that people move on to oranges, I guess, or grapefruits. Or yeah, it's a, it's a bit like it's a, it's, a, it's a bit like the gun control thing. At the, no, actually, no, I'm not going to do that. Anymore. Oh well. Uh, uh, let's do one more, Bish. Well, this is from the shores of Australia, Saint Kilda. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, Saint Kilda. <laughs> pinup novelty, 1950s house cleaning, preened and cleaned with a pinup doll smile. Um, have your very own 1950s pinup girl to come clean your home, dressed in petticoats and an apron primped to perfection. Pinup House Cleaning provides domestic cleaning services that are a fun novelty for the family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I even cook and bake. Rates start at $50 an hour basic cleaning for basic cleaning, uh, $75 an hour for rigorous cleaning that might break a nail or two. Ooh. So, is this a person wanting this or is this a person offering this? Uh, offering this. Right, mm-hmm. okay, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Please note this is not a sexual service. 1950s ladies are ladylike. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Very conservative. Uh, because ladies don't like sex. Yeah. Well, how, could they, how could they possibly? No. How could they possibly? Uh, all cleaners are monitored closely by head office and ID and cash up front slash PayPal before services provided. Okay. Now, I understand that if you're a cleaner, you need a point of difference. Right? I, I think that's yeah. what this is. Like, I think, I think this is like, there are a bunch of cleaners on Gumtree. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have this point of difference. Like a fancy dress cleaning service. Now, I already have that kind of middle class guilt about cleaners. Like, I've never had one, except for when I was a kid. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. But you know what I mean? Like, I, like, and even then, I was like, huh, this, this feels weird. And I, like, I would never, like, that would be one of the main obstacles to getting a cleaner, I'd have that kind of weird thing. If, if I had to be like, oh, by the way, also, um, when you come, can you dress up like a 1950s housewife for me? That would make me feel <laughs> like horse. And I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm an amazing person for that. I think this would be majority of people. I don't know, but people want to do this. People want to send you shot glasses in the mail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm keep no, fucking it up. Right. Like, Isn't it also like, okay, if you're a cl- like, flip it though. If you're a cleaner and you're mm. into like, sort of rockabilly styles. Yeah. You could be like, hey, mm. you know what? I quite like dressing up like a 1950s pinup person. Yeah. I will, I'm happy to, you know, this actually makes yeah. my job more fun. That's true. You know, although I guess then you don't really need to advertise, or maybe you do need to advertise it. I don't know. Yeah, just because you find your job fun, you probably need to advertise it. No, I mean, like, you don't need to <laughs> I mean, advertise it. if you just want an, a regular cleaner and someone comes all dressed up. Like a pinup that, model. Yeah. Would that be weird? I, I, would, no, find that, I would, that find that, that, would, that, that weird. Off-putting. Why yeah. would it be off Because I would have thought that I had like, I think there is a good reason that she has put in this ad, oh, by the way, so for the avoidance of doubt, there, this is not a sex thing. Right. Because if I'd hired a cleaner and then mm. someone came dressed up as, like, fucking Betty Boop to clean my house, I'd be like, oh, no, I didn't read it well enough. This is going to be terrible. <laughs> like, because yeah. yeah. I want my house clean. And then this, like, person who was, like, actually a sex worker is going to have to clean my house. <laughs> now, how... <laughs> Oh, right, I see. So they've come thinking they're going to give you an erotic massage. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, uh, just the just yeah, just the dusting, clean. please. Yeah, yeah mm. floors. Although I will say, you're, a, and I don't know how crass this is, but Did you say crass. Yeah, it's crass. Is it crass? Oh, don't look at me. It's <laughs> like, crass. I don't, go up here. I don't know how crass. I, this I say, is, I but, say crass. Okay. Well, yeah, because that's the word, bitch. <laughs> because that's the word. I don't know how crass, crass this is. But I am worried that when this person says this is not a sex thing, yep. they are not entirely in charge of that decision. Whoa, what? 
So what <laughs> I mean is, right, you turn up and you're like, hey, it's not a sex thing. But the guy, the creepy dude who hires this thing still looks at you and then goes and does a wank in the bedroom or whatever. And All right. So when you're saying this is, sorry, yeah, that was, that, I thought that was heading to a very, very bad place. Um, <laughs> yes. When, <laughs> when you say, when you say this isn't a, you, what you mean is she's not in control of whether or not somebody finds this an erotic service. Exactly. Sorry. That's what I, mean. I should have said yeah. it that way. I'm sorry. Yeah. So what, what I mean is. But that's true of fucking everything. Like, have you ever gotten a bus? That's somebody's thing. Like, honestly, <laughs> yeah, that is somebody's thing. But like, you've gotten on that bus and someone's been in the front being like, get on that fucking bus. Like, and you can't control that. You can't. Yeah, but... You can't go through life wanting, wanting people to not be secretly wanking to you. <laughs> yeah, are you pin-up girl shaming? I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, <laughs> what I'm saying is that there are... the, the unfor- I, I'm agreeing with you, Ben. What I'm saying is it is, it is an unfortunate reality of the world we live in. When, yeah. unfor- I guess unfortunate. It's definitely unfortunate. Yeah. That you can't control when people wank over you. And you <laughs> never will be able to. Yeah. And you can't. And I've tried. I've tried. <laughs> that, I think that's John Locke. <laughs> <laughs> Is what you just... Um, so you have no interest in hiring this uh, pin-up service, Ben? No, but that's like... I've just got such weird middle-class guilt about everything. So, mm. like, that's my problem. But you wouldn't have that's a my, in That's general. my bad thing. Yeah. Bish, like, do you have any interest in... That was uh, John Locke. <laughs> <laughs> that was John Locke. Do you have any um, interest in hiring a uh, pin-up... Uh, is it, wait, are they offering pin-up men and women? Or when they just, say men and women, um, no, it's... No, just, just ladies. Pin-up ladies, but for men and women. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you have no interest in hiring a pin-up model to clean your house? Um, no. No? No, I don't, I don't think so. Is it... What is the politics of clean of hiring a cleaner? Because in the, uh, mm. in the Hing family, and I think this is kind of common of a lot of uh, Asian-Australian family, Chinese-Australian families... Uh, it's often the grandparents' job to what? come and do that. <laughs> what? Well, mm. Yeah, so that's a thing that happens. <laughs> really? But, but they've lived through enough. Yeah. But I think, <laughs> I think so they know how to clean stuff really well. <laughs> they know I, how to get everything out of everything. <laughs> so there is a, a, a familial cultural pride, I think. And I, again, I don't want to speak for everybody in sure. this group, but certainly... There is a quiet dignity to cleaning your <laughs> grandchild's toilet. <laughs> uh, so what will happen is, and, and a lot of like my parents' friends and stuff do this, it's like when you are kind of of retirement age and things, you want to spend time with the grandkids, and so, but you don't want to seem as though you're like, like all getting involved in like a picky kind of, you know, in a, in a kind of like helicopter grandparenting type yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you say, oh, well, I can come over and I'll vacuum the house while I'm over. And then that's the kind of trade-off. And then you get to play with the grandkids and stuff. You do a bit of chores. And that's the sort of... It's, it's a weird foxtrot of a dance. How much do you rate yourself that you think that your grandparents are willing to clean in order to see you? <laughs> uh, from my own personal experience, they were very willing to do that. <laughs> And I, I also know that my pa- like my parents have expressed this too, and and, and the tra- maybe it's just my weird family now. Do you know? Do you know? Because I'm getting, I'm I'm struggling to. Yeah, I would be sent to my grandmother's house to clean for her and to like hang out with her. Like, yeah, the, oh, the idea, the like, I, it, I yeah. Oh, oh no, uh, uh, a hing child does not do chores. <laughs> okay. I've always had <laughs> those are piano playing hands. <laughs> I am, um, like, I have a like. The reason this spins me out so much is because I don't know if I said this on, but recently, um, uh, a while ago, you I met my grandparents and they hate me. Yeah, I was <laughs> hanging out with them and they were like, "Fuck that kid." Um, no, I remember once like saying because like, my grandmother lives alone and um, I just started playing bridge with some friends and uh, I knew that she played bridge really like a lot 
And I was like, maybe I'll just call her up and see if she wants to play bridge. Like, mm. it's a four-player game, but she has a club and I could go to the club and play with her. And I was like, she's lonely. Like, she, I assumed. And I called her up and I was like, um, yeah, you, what, what are you, I've just started playing bridge. How cool is that? Do you want to play bridge? And she was like, no, <laughs> I'm very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally dissed. Get your own friend. Yeah. <laughs> What, did you did you did you like oversell it as though like you just learned to play bridge and you're a fucking amateur? She doesn't want you ruining her team score. That's exactly what it was. Right? Okay. She's like, yeah, you're not coming to embarrassing me. You're not coming to my court. Yeah. And you're gonna you're gonna goof off in front of my friend. She's no, like, oh yeah, someone. no, I guess you have been playing it for a week, and between <laughs> you playing it for a week and me playing it for sixty fucking years, yeah, I think we'd be a pretty good team. Yeah, that'd be really good. Real fucking Turner and Hooch. Yeah. In that it would be like playing bridge with a dog. <laughs> and then she hung up on me. <laughs> uh, it was Turner and Hooch a movie where there was a dog policeman? Yes. Yeah, that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah, she plays the win. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I think that's kind of probably the time we have for uh, this week's episode. So let's do a round of plugs, shall we? Yeah. Benjamin, what do you have coming up? Oh, we've got a bunch coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, we, uh, no, we have a bunch of we have a very exciting thing coming up, which is on the first Wednesday of uh, July. This is the Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday, the first of July, which well, is also the first Wednesday in July. Yeah, well, it's, it's synergy in that way, <laughs> and um, it's a, it's a brand new show um, that uh, we're doing at the Giant Dwarf Theatre um, called Dragon Friends. And it, oh, I heard about that. Yeah, that super fun. It'll be really fun. It's a live D and D comedy show. Mm. Um, so uh, it features former guests on the show: Ben Jenkins and Michael Hing. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, Alex well Lee, Simon Grian, David Harmon. David Harmon is the, is the is the dungeon master. We uh, should be clear because some people were confused. David Harmon is not Dan Harmon, <laughs> who created <laughs> community. Because no, seriously, Bish, we we looked at the Facebook and someone was like, it was weird, like names we didn't recognize. They're like, I've already bought tickets. This is gonna be great. And then somebody was like, oh, oh my God, yeah, I know, I love Harmontown. And oh, we were like, no. why did you think he was doing this? <laughs> so that's, that's going to be cool. Um, but it's going to be super fun. Um, knowledge of D&D is not uh, required. Because we, we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. I can't believe that neither of you have ever... What, what did you, you, Bish, did you play? Did you play D and D? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Totally. Well, um, Bish will be a future guest on Dragon <laughs> Friends. Then. Yeah, unless, she, unless this is like the grandmother thing or over again. She's like, get your own fucking. Oh, yeah, I don't need you guys fucking up my XP. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's gonna be really fun, and you can get tickets um, on uh, the Giant Dwarf website. Excellent. Hey, Bish, uh, do you want to tell people about where people can see you? Is there a wolf comedy coming up soon? Uh, yes, there is. We have a. Um, Gig on next week, so, um, Thursday what? the twenty sixth of June, I think. Twenty uh, fifth. Um, sorry, twenty fifth. Yeah, where is it? Uh, at Knox Street Bar. That's a great pub. It's so lovely. Yeah, yeah. I've it's done this really gig a couple. Nice. Or I've done this gig once and been a couple of times. It is a great gig. It's packed. There is. Fun. Um, there's a cocktail wheel there too. Yes. Where if you can't decide what you want, there's a chocolate wheel, like you know one of those wheels that spins, and you spin the wheel and you get what. Ever it lands on. Is that? And it, you have to pay for Not it, obviously. For free. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. And one of them is poo. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, who is, who is on this next lineup? Uh, we have Becky Lucas hey. headlining. Former guest on the show. Yeah. I'm uh, very excited about that. Um, Sam Campbell. Yeah, Former guest on the show. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Paige Halley. <gasps> oh, we haven't. <laughs> She's very good. She's, yeah, very, very um, funny. That's great. Yeah. Uh, cool. And this happens once a month on a Thursday night. The last Thursday. Last Thursday of every, of every month. month. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, let's just remind everyone again, we said it at the start of the show, but on the 16th of July, which is about three or four weeks away, we're going to be doing a live Free to a Good Home at the Giant Dwarf Theatre. 
Uh, so get tickets to that. We've got some guests. We'll announce it on Facebook uh, by the time you hear this. Yep. And uh, so- we can't give too much away, but let's just say Bono <laughs> is the guest. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think people would buy tickets for that or not buy tickets for that? If they thought, if they legitimately thought that you had got Bono, yep. do you think people would come or do you think like, ah, oh, these I think they'd come because I think it would be a fucking train wreck. <laughs> I can't think of anyone less suited to this format than Bono. Maybe <laughs> The Edge. Right. Do, do you think his like unrelenting earnestness yeah, I would think get in the way of our unremitting I, bullshit? I think that's, that's like uh, unstoppable force, immovable object stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, that is all the time we have for this week's show. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Abish for being our uh, oh, guest this yeah, week. Yeah, and thank you for everyone who's been writing in and sending in these great classifieds. Please keep them coming. And you too can have your name mangled <laughs> by us. Oh, yeah, we should give our contact details. You can find us an email at contact at freedomagoodhomepodcast.com, facebook.com slash podcast, and at F-T-A-G-H-pod on Twitter. And that's all the time we have for this week. We'll see you next time. Bye! If you like pina coladas Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.